Hey, what's going on, everyone? Barfy here. Uh, if you listen on episode one, the bald bastard mentioned about the lead singer from Five Finger Death Punch complaining to a live crowd about not buying his album. Uh, so what I did is I did a little research and I called up an old buddy of mine. He is the owner and operator of Crashline Studios in Nashville. He is a music analyst for BMI. And he's just been nominated for the best rock song at the 2020 Spring World Songwriting Awards. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jordan Taylor Mode. Hey, man, what's going on? What's going on, brother? How you been? Uh, You know, busy as always, especially with this quarantine stuff going on. That's fun shit, ain't it? Oh, my gosh. It's a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get into the nitty gritty about what, what you're actually on here for, on top of COVID, right before that happened, you guys got hit with a tornado down there, right? Oh yeah, it, it wiped out half of Nashville. It was it was a wild experience, man. So so what got destroyed? Like any like did did Grand Opry get destroyed? Any of that? Any of those places get hit hard? So for the most part, the tornado came through around East Nashville, which is kind of like was was kind of more like the seedy underbelly f- of Nashville for many years, but has recently become more of like a hipster. Uh, type of area uh i know a lot of venues out there did get hit hard the opryland did not get hit uh most of downtown was okay but um like i remember driving around the first day when we when it, after it all happened me and a couple buddies went to go volunteer and just seeing just the devastation like one half of the side was of nashville was completely fine untouched and then you get to the you cross literally the train tracks and like it's just decimated it was it was a lot it was really rough to see that and like most of the music industry was out of work for the for that day, and uh, I mean we're still but we're still working on it right now, even to this day. That that's nuts, man. I saw that. <clears throat> I remember you when you posted pictures, and I saw everything online. And obviously, when I first heard a tornado hit Nashville, I was like, "Oh my god, Jordan, no! <laughs> oh my god!" I know, man. We were a lot. We were fortunate, though. Um, where, where I live out in West Nashville, we actually were basically unharmed. But I, m- I remember waking up to the tornado sirens and stuff at like 3 a.m. in the morning. And my girl was just showing me pictures of like what was going on. She's like, yeah, half of Nashville is gone right now. And I'm like, how in the world did I just sleep through this? Like, like how, did this, how did this even happen? But and then, of course, a week later, as we're trying to get back to normal, you know, COVID hits here and then shuts down the whole place again. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, so, it's it's been rough. Well, I'm obviously one. I'm glad you're safe and all that fun stuff. But <laughs> also, so now getting down to the nitty gritty here. So I thought I asked you this before, and when I was a musician, the digital market was still unknown. Um, so obviously, things have changed in the past ten, twelve years. Um, so, can you explain? why someone like like five finger death punch would be salty towards this movement like like by making that comment to a live audience at a festival of did you get our new album yet or did you just download it offline well i think a lot of it comes from the fact that the music industry is really changing the way it's really changing its formats to how the the future of this industry is going to run and the way I the way I've been looking at it is that I mean most people can kind of second guess it nowadays, but it I mean you're not making much money anymore as an artist, you know, putting stuff out there. And we've been talking about this, Joe, for what now, almost a decade. How most people aren't making money on records anymore. But the whole the whole thing is that I think and I think a lot of people miss out on this 
it's not necessarily about you know the money because at the end of the day you're in this to you know live your dream because you can't do anything else other than this and um you know like i look at it as like now nowadays is kind of the best time to be in the music industry because you don't have to worry about record labels telling you what to do you know you don't have to worry about appealing to specific markets i mean there's a niche market for everything nowadays and you know with with the technology being able with home studios and you know, there's PR marketing things and all this stuff. Like you can basically run and build your career career at the pace that you want to. And I mean, especially with touring, you know, that's kind of like where most of the money comes nowadays is touring, you know, being just going out there and selling stuff. But I think, you know, if artists are going to get upset at their fans for not buying albums, I kind of feel like it's a double-edged sword and kind of almost shooting yourself in the foot because it's like, okay, well, they still spent money to come see you and like, they're still going to go spend money on you for merch or meet and greets. And like, I mean, I can't, you can't sit here and get mad at your fans if they're going to want to download your album on Spotify and listen to it a thousand times. Cause I mean, streaming still counts. I mean, yeah, it's smaller percentages, but it still counts towards your record. So, so, so what is the, <clears throat> like, I mean, cause I, I don't, I don't, file i don't understand i never saw the breakdown when it came to digital marketing i.e like spotify what is the play rate like what do you get per per download per spin per per play on these digital markets um so it really kind of differs uh just i know for a fact that like spotify is is one of the better companies that pays but it's it's like literally for per stream it's like point zero 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 nine six of a cent like, it's not a lot. So you think wow. about it, like, I mean, you think about it, like, there's people who maybe do a million streams. People are like, wow, man, they must be making a tons of money. And it's like, oh, well, in reality, maybe only, like, 15, 20 grand. You know, I mean, it's, right. I mean, it's still good money, but, you know, it right. be a lot more. 15, 20 grand's off of one song. I mean, you know. But, yeah, and then once you break it down, after you pay everybody out from, from the licensing and all that stuff. If you're Plus major- all the marketing and, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, you're, so so it's almost like it's a regular job at that point once you break it all down. Yeah, kind of like I, – I like this term. I was talking to somebody about this in the industry, um, and I was like, you know, it's kind of crazy, but like it's – we're kind of living in a world of the working man musician where like people are just making enough money to you know pay their bills and you know maybe they're out touring 300 days out of the year to make that. But like I, I mean like you have like maybe the 1% that are still living in the mansions and all this and that, but like – majority of the industry now is just, you know, paying bills and hoping they, you know, they get by. It's kind of crazy. Well, yeah. Cause I mean, if you, if, if I know you're, you're a little young for this, but, um, though this was when the cusp broke, when you started playing music and when I was playing, you know, getting on the radio was the big thing. So you got seven cents a spin. Yes. Now no one ever listens to the radio anymore. It's all digital. It's all streaming and podcasts like this one and things of that nature. Um, but I agree. It is now more blue collar. I mean, but you say artists and, and what have, what have I always told you about the difference between an artist and a musician? I am so happy you brought this up because I did want to, I wanted to actually mention this on your podcast. Cause you, you said it great when we first met each other, you're like, there's a difference between a musician and an artist. Artists always starve. Musicians make money. <laughs> yep. Artists, they call them starving artists for a reason. And I yes, know a lot do. of talented people who are starving artists because they don't, they don't want to, it's a job. It's still a job at the end of the day, but it's a job you like to do. You yeah. Know? You know, it's whatever, what do they say? It's, 
if you love what you're doing, it's never a day's work or something like that. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. And like, I think that's one thing that a lot of people are getting turned off with now with this industry. Cause I mean, I've even, I've played with musicians here who were like, Oh, you know, 10 years ago I was doing like, I was doing world tours, making this much money and this and that. And I'm like, that's great. I'm like, what are you doing now? And they're like, well, because there's no money in it, I don't do it anymore. And it's like, well, then you were in this business for the wrong reason. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you at that point. You know, it's, it's sad. Cause I mean, it's great that like this is happening now because it's really going to start, I think in my opinion, elevating the music that we get out nowadays, because you're going to get real artists who are, you know, who are in this more than just the paycheck. And, you know, you're not going to get these guys like, Oh, I'm just looking to make a quick mill and get out. It's no, it's, these are the people who live and breathe their craft. And, you know, I think we're about to look at maybe a next Renaissance in music. Ah, I can see that. But then I also, I'm going to say because of the digital era with this music, <clears throat> uh, you're going to get people who, yeah, they know how to use a computer. That's great. But you're losing the, the artistry of being a musician. You know what I mean? You play the guitar, which is, which is awesome. But there's some jokester out there in his basement using a keyboard playing the guitar. Like you, you know, and then I don't, I, that's one thing I disagree with. Like, I don't like is that any idiot can pick up a keyboard and just go doop, 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 doop. And they're, you know, getting a hundred thousand views on YouTube. No, I agree with you on that. It, it It's definitely with the, the age of, you know, home studios, it's definitely made it easier for just about anybody to pick up anything and go, oh, well. I can make a gold album, but at the end of the day, I mean, I think it still takes that, you know, you know, the experience and the craft to make a song great. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, let's, let's say you and I write a song about, you know, just our journey through life. And like, you know, we have the technicality and the experience behind us to where that song is going to hit a lot harder than a guy who maybe is like very good with like, Oh, let me just update the velocity features on this drum kit. So it sounds like a real drummer. It's like, you're still going to hear the real passion in, a, in an artist and or a musician. And I, I think that's still never going to go away, but I do agree with you. There is a lot of crap out there too, at the end of the day. <laughs> it, it, it is horrible. It, it, you know, that's why, in, and I hate to say it like, you know, you including in this last cusp is in this generation of music, we were the last musician generation. I feel. I hope not. I really hope not because, you know, I, I think, you know, as like it, music becomes more accessible for people to make. I feel like it's, it is starting to devalue a little bit, but at the end of the day, I still think you're going to still have these, you know, not necessarily like, uh, you know, guitar virtuosos, like age six playing everything from Randy Rhodes, but like, meaning like, I'm still, you're still going to have that kid who's like, how, you know, that person who's like, I have all this in my head and I want to get this somewhere and I, I want to put this out and I want to make a difference. I still think that'll never go away, but Maybe the age of rock star may fully die out. Yeah, that sucks. It does suck. I agree with you. (laughs) Think about it. I got pictures of you with your teasing your hair, wearing the makeup, (laughs) you know, little little 18-year-old Jordan sitting there wanting to be a rock star because you want to be a rock star. I want to be a rock star. That's Still to this day, yeah. That's that's the whole purpose of it is that to make that money. Like, yes. I'm I'm in it for the money. I didn't sit there and spend years and and thousands of dollars and and hours of my life beating behind a drum set, fighting with with promoters and and 
you know, assholes out there trying to, to scam little children from playing with, with iconic bands, <laughs> except, and <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> and, you know, now it's just like, everything's going to be digital. Everyone's just going to sit at home and, you know, oh, that's cool. But then I see bands like doing, doing live streams on YouTube and they're, they're, they're taking a hit. A oh, lot yeah. of these bands are taking a hit. And, and what's funny is it's not the big bands. None of these big bands are actually doing live streams. No. You know, there, there's a band out of Aberdeen, Maryland called Ballyhoo, who every six weeks they put on a live stream from a studio. And I, I, I mean, I watched, like, say, obviously they're showing the donations popping up. And I'm doing the math and I'm going, there, there's no way you made money off of this. There's Most no way. Yeah, no. You know. It's crazy. You're absolutely right with that, too. Like, I mean, one of my favorite bands, Crash Diet, just did, they just released a, uh, what was it, like a quarantine EP where, like, anything you wanted them to play live, they would do it. And then if they got enough money, they pre- they put it on a record and, like, basically you could get it for free. But, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, you know how much money it is to press a record, let alone to get oh. it out there and the marketing? It's like people – I think that's a lot, of, a lot of sides of the industry that people don't understand because they're like, oh, well – this is a new song that's out there. I can listen to this for free. And if I like it, you know, okay, great. And then if I don't like it, I'll just take it off my playlist. And it's like, okay, but you know, that song or that record, it spent, it took somebody years to hone that. It took, it took thousands and thousands, sometimes millions of dollars to get that to where it is. And right. people don't care for that anymore. And, and I always said the same thing, especially being a music producer, like a freelance one in today's society. It's like, you know, would you allow somebody to come up to, you know, let's say a plumber come to your house and fix your pipes for free just because he knows how to do it? You know, it, I mean, yeah. right. And and it's a tra- it's a trade. It's a skill. So that's why I agree with Ivan, you know, like and, and I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of, of, you know, with the Spotify and all that stuff. And but at the same time, you know, I'll sit there and I still download, you know, off off of Apple Music, off of iTunes. You know, I'll download an album if I still, if I like it. Yeah. Like, you know, of course I already have most of the bands that I listen to now, I already have their albums. So I listen to them off of Spotify because I don't feel like breaking out the, the massive CDs. crate, the massive crate of CDs <laughs> I have. I feel that, man. I've been slowly getting more and more into streaming, even though I'm such a huge CD junkie and vinyl junkie. It's just like, I, at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, should I carry nine albums with me if I'm going to go on a car ride or should I just pull my auxiliary port out and put a playlist together. I mean, it's, right. it's, you know, but at the same time, like at the same, you are also supporting these bands. Cause I mean, streams do count. And after the MMA got finalized, uh, which was huge for the industry. Yeah. It's not a big start. Like, I mean, they are going to start raising rates on royalties on streams and it may be little over time, but it's still a huge step in the right direction. And I think nowadays with all this, it's going to move towards full streams. I mean, CDs kind of basically abandoned except for like, younger bands and you know vinyl is great that it's making a comeback but it's super it's a super rare niche market that really buys vinyls and you know it's expensive as hell to to press to press i mean what is it 500 copies if you wanted vinyls it's like it's like what five six grand yes it's it's offensive it's offensive and but at the same time i mean you got to realize a lot of these companies now have to reverse engineer how they used to make these things yep you know because they're all destroyed. Everyone's like, all right, you know, I remember, what's it called? Sony was trying to make a, a, uh, a cassette tape that could hold an equivalent to like five gigabytes of music on a cassette tape. Yeah. You know. 
And you think five gigs nowadays, that's like, what? That's nothing. That's nothing, yeah. That's, that's, that's two and a half hours of music. It's and, crazy. You know, of course, I always like to quote Airheads when I hear, when I think of cassette tapes, when he goes, I don't like the cassette tape. I just feel like my balls are being pinched. And it's crazy because that's like kind of a thing that's kind of coming back now, which I, I totally called a year ago. I'm like, well, watch, next summer, 2020, it's going to be the year of cassette tapes. Oh my and... god! I hope not. I really hope not. <laughs> well, Sony apparently is getting ready to put out a uh, whatever you call like their their cassette player back in the day. I guess they're gonna re put that out there because I guess cassettes are kind of coming back. Unless they bring back the Walkman, I don't want it. Well, they are talking about that too. I want a Walkman. Give me the Discman. <laughs> Fuck that. Bring back the eight track. We're gonna go. Let's let's, let's just start throwing shit on the wall. If I'm on a marketing team, I'm like, hey guys, let's bring back the eight track. <laughs> at this point what about phonographs let's let's go I mean, through the edison uh the little scroll thing <laughs> yeah just start cranking that shit <laughs> who needs who needs to work out with music when music is your workout <laughs> uh, yeah, i know yeah it's, it's the same crank it they had to use to start their fucking truck <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine though people going in and buying edison phonographs again <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I would buy one. Just for I would. The, I, I would yeah. so buy one. I would so buy one. Just, just to be like, yeah, I got it. What's up? <laughs> you got a player I could put this through? <laughs> you know, I got, I got, I got, I got Charlie Chaplin. You know, shit over here. Let's go. <laughs> Funny know? story about. Did I ever tell you about my story with Charlie Chaplin? No. So when I was doing, um, when I was recording the single for uh, In Living Color, um. Now the the ending the ending part of the final chorus is actually an excerpt of the dictator speech. Now yes. at, the, at the time, like I mean, obviously I couldn't just put that in a song and just get away with it. So I had to reach out to their, um, you know, the guys who own the royalty rights for the dictator and stuff like that. So I thought I'm like, okay, I got like maybe you know a one percent chance to get back to me. So I got to start thinking about the lyrics, you know. And this like literally, I'm not even kidding. Within five minutes, I got an email response back from these guys, and they were just like. Oh, please use it. You utilize this. We love to see, we lo- send us the video. Like we want to hear it. Like they were super warm, welcoming about it. And I'm like, well, that was easy. Why do people <laughs> say this is so hard? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, yeah, but did you did you pay for it? Or did they give you? They just gave you written consent. Written consent. And oh, that's awesome. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, wow, this was like super easy. And like, I remember, I think it was when I was still at Full Sail. I was like, yeah, I showed my my professor the email, and he's like. He's like, well, you got lucky this time. Don't don't think it's that easy every time. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Han Solo, don't get cocky, kid. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. I'm like, I mean, people are having such hard times with this. And I'm like, oh, well, Charlie Chaplin's people got back to me quickly. And they were just like very eager to allow me to use it. <laughs> but then again, it's it's Charlie Chaplin. I mean, you know, yeah, he's been, he's been dead for what, 40 years? Almost. And his what is his works are now public domain at this point, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah. Mickey Mouse is going to be public domain soon, so, you know. Oh, jeez. You know, Disney is going to have a fit with that. Oh, that's why they're trying to push it. They're the reason why it got extended the last time. Yeah. Because it was supposed to be, what, 20 years, and then Disney went, no, 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 no. No, uh, no one's taking the mouse. You Even know. though people still do. I mean, have you ever seen those Disney knockoff games? <laughs> um, M- Mikey's Mikey's Big Gold. <laughs> Or like the was it like the Japanese ones that were like uh, like where Simba hangs himself in one of the Lion King games? Jesus, yeah. <laughs> oh, but so I don't want to get off too off topic. I don't want to hold yeah, up too much sorry. of your time. No, no, no. It's what we do. So on top of that, and so now you're doing you're doing you're producing. You're you're an analyst for BMI, um, and 
still you have time to one work with a band work with your band uh suspicious minds which for those out there who are listening i will i'll uh, post up where you can find their music at you have your own music you have your own you you are your own side project you know yeah um the Finding Atlantis, which I listened to this morning, and I really regret not listening to it when you first released it, because um, it's it's amazing. It, it it it's actually really awesome, and it's it's great to bring that eighty sound. I know I always made fun of you. For I was that. gonna say I'm surprised you dug it because I know you hate the eighty stuff. <laughs> I mean, listen, for if you're gonna do it, do it right. Yes, you did it right. You you. You hit the you hit the harmonies. You hit the drive. You you, you nailed it to the T. The, the the I think there's two or three key changes you actually did in the song. I'm like, what the hell? What's what's he doing about key changes? What you know about key changes, Jordan? <laughs> that was actually for you, actually, when I did that last one because I I knew you were gonna catch on to that once you listened to it. <laughs> oh, oh, the way that, that that the epic key change at the end. Yeah, the, the hold on loosely. Yeah, uh, key change. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? I literally, I'm sitting here, I'm puddling with my dogs, and I'm I hear that that key change. I'm like, what did he just do? <laughs> well, fuck, I think he's playing with key changes like that. What you know about key changes? Hopefully, uh, all that those years at full sale somewhat paid off. I guess uh, yeah, at this I mean, point, <laughs> hopefully, you get your money back. Woman. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe the music industry wasn't the greatest idea. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, as long as you, see, one thing I like, I will say, I like about you is that you didn't let the whole. I went the full sale go to your head, which I was worried about when you saw oh, yeah. there. A lot of these guys are like that when they come out of that school. I mean, like, I've met people like that from UCLA and Berkeley and stuff. But, like, Full Sail, like, they have this huge head on their shoulders. Like, oh, I went and did this. And I'm like, well, that's great. I did that, too. Plus got an award from it. I'm like, but I'm still, you know, at the time, I was like, I'm still a server at a restaurant. I'm like, it doesn't mean anything, you know. It's kind of like saying you got got a blowjob. Yeah, I got one once. (laughs) It was by your mom, too, so fuck off, (laughs) Literally, yeah. It, it, like opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one, but like they it, all fucking stink. You know what's the funniest thing too is like I think when I went to that when I went to full because I have nothing but awesome things to say about it. But the one thing that I noticed the most was that like the people who actually didn't pay for their tuition, like mom and dad paid for. Like for me, I paid it all out of pocket. It was all out of me, and like I'm gonna probably pay that off until a gold record finally comes around. But you know, I noticed four years later. Hey, I'll still take it 74 years later. It's still a gold <laughs> record. But, uh, um, one thing I noticed was like all these kids would come in, like, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't want to do anything. They wouldn't sit there. They wouldn't want to study. And the whole time, like, I'm like, well, this is on my dime. I'm like, I'm here to work. I'm here to study. I mean, I don't think I studied harder in my life, you know, until that point. And getting out of school, I'm like, uh, people are like, I'm going to take a month off this time. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm flying home. I got a show to play. I got a studio to build. Let's go. You know, yeah. and oh yeah, I, I, that was the that was that show we played with Trap, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was the one after we did we did a, a reunion show at Brighton Bar. That's right. Night. That's yeah. right. No, I, re- I remember you flew home because we were playing with Trapped, which I find hilarious. How, how funny is that, dude? Like with all the stuff that's going on with them now. <laughs> well, what is it? I remember when we were leaving because I, I, well, I was leaving. You guys were hanging out. I had to drive. I had to drive home. Um. And and I remember Trapped was outside and and I heard what was going on and I just stared at the guy and I'm like I oh, stay headstrong there pal and just kept walking. 
you know what's funny too is like they're so they're such nice guys. Like, and then once I started seeing those, I'm like, I'm like, ah, oh, this is why politics don't belong in rock and roll. No, no, Ted Nugent, shut the fuck up, play your play your song, <laughs> and and you know, whatever. Anywho, yeah, so, but <laughs> folks, uh, you're still paying attention. Check out Jordan Taylor Mode online at Spotify, uh, Apple Music. What else do you have out there? Uh, I mean, it's it's on every market, so Amazon and uh, Shazam and all that good stuff. But, um, yeah, you can find me on that. Uh, also, Suspicious Minds, same markets and um, websites. Uh, you can check out jordanmode.com. It has all my discography and stuff. And uh, besuspicious.net for Suspicious Minds. Uh, we have all our stuff on there as well. All right. There you have it, folks. Jordan, thanks so much for hanging out. It's always good catching up with you, buddy. You as well, man. I'm always happy to be along. So give me a call anytime you want me on the show. Oh, definitely. And uh, next time you got anything new, let me know. We'll bring you back on. Sounds like a plan, my brother. All right, brother. Be safe, man. You too, bro. Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. And as a little treat, this is Jordan Taylor Mood finding Atlantis. It's a rager. I, I can't stop listening to it. So... Here it is for y'all. Check him out, Spotify, Amazon. Check out his other band, Suspicious Minds, same places.